I gotta see if I sent my answers back to my real job. I don't see nothing wrong. Not the one I, I'm part owner of. Really little something. Mm -hmm. Can we still can we still sing R. Kelly? Like is that it? Mm, I sing Michael Jackson. That's true. Who's worse? R. Kelly definitely worse. MJ. I don't know what MJ did, but I saw R. Kelly pissing on the little girl. You watched the tape, Fred? Years ago. Yeah. Everybody seen the tape. Yeah, I was in college. Well, I was in the tape. some wood room type shit. It was bad. Yeah. It was weird. I was locked in, though, because I was like, this is terrible. Crazy. I even feel funny when I when I wear socks into the um, airport in the airplane bathrooms. So I know I don't want no pee on me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even like it when, it's, when, when I see the pee. I, I'm shocked that you don't like getting peed on. No, I, would I, don't, think like, that... I don't like that, man. That's I, we know we, we like to get after it, me and my people, but for a man that pissed on himself daily, every game day, yeah, a man that has admitted to like every now and then I have pissed in the bed. I just yeah. figured like piss wasn't really a big deal. But not it's not sensual. What somebody want somebody squat down over them, letting a warm stream run on them? That's <laughs> man, listen, men, men, Asia get after it now, but that's we got to draw the line. If you know what, don't stand for something, you go for everything. <laughs> but, like, what's the difference in getting peed on and getting squirted on? Welcome to the pivot. Um, <laughs> and this is what we do. We pivot from conversations that will not allow us to have any sort of intro <laughs> to the show. Because though Alicia is great, uh, apparently also money hungry, um, <laughs> she, she can't edit uh, that out. But before we start, though, for real. Hold up. Limitless, take a similar cap pin in it. I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. On the mission, get me up. No one me, I got the key. On the vision, I can trust. Trust. Limitless, take a similar cap pin in it. I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. On the mission, get me up. No one me, I got the key. Welcome to the pivot. I'm RC. This is Chan, this is Freddie T. Uh, first off, man, my condolences to you um, and your family. Very, very sorry to hear about your grandmother passing. Um, I just thought we should say it while on the show because you were so passionate and talking about what, one, what she's meant to you, what, mm -hmm. she, what she did for you. Um, also, some of your feelings about her being sick. So just want to check on you, man, see how you're doing. I'm good. I'm trying my best not to, um... I ain't even really, I didn't even want to tell y'all because I figured we got a tape soon and this might be the case, but I'm good. Yeah, everybody's good. Good, man. Well, I think, you know, you start thinking about people that are close to you and also how important it is for those people to truly know who you are, right? And, you know, we've dealt with, like I've dealt with stuff from our last show because of the things I said regarding Deshaun Watson. And, you know, they've had people come out and say, I'm this, I'm that, those sorts of things, uh, which I don't necessarily care to get into. But also, Cam did a show with the other guy. And there was a lot said about Channing, a lot said about you, a lot said about Alicia, things said about me. Um, I know, one, I'm very proud of both of you, because y'all have taken the high road a lot. Y'all have been extremely respectful. Uh, he's lied a ton mm -hmm. publicly. You know, he said a lot of things that aren't true. Said a lot of things that aren't true about me. I just don't really care. 
But for you, Freddie T, I don't know if there's anything you want to clear up, anything you want to get off of your chest and say, because it seems like we've been trying to get it to go away and it won't. Right. Just for everybody, whoever the other person is, um, or if they don't know who the other person is, I think Brandon Marshall might be the biggest coward on the planet, simply because he's on his clout chasing tour. You know, and I also kind of came across something that he said about Unk, about Shannon Sharp, which is crazy, you know. So why at this point in the game, you're hopping around podcasts, you know, talking about everybody. Uh, it's a bad look. And uh, obviously I've read some of the comments and a lot of people agree that he's embarrassing himself. Uh, but just a lot of lying, a lot of manipulative uh, uh, movements, you know, pretty much how he was with everybody that he's encountered. Uh, but my question to everybody, because I can get into so much, look who was always with someone. I think the real question is, where are those people that started with him? You know, me and Channing, Ocho, all the other people that were on the show that he went to recruit after Channing and I left, everybody disappeared. And if you were right, if you stood for anything, if your integrity was high, then people will still, you know, rock with you. But nobody's there right now. So, um, I can really dig into it, uh, but I think I would just be putting more fuel on his fire, what he wants, you know, considering he's moving around like that. I think what you need to do, boss, is handle your business. Stop fucking around. I, I say, and I think Fred, I was very aggressive and articulate, and I appreciate it, but I would just say the part I heard was a motherfucker acting like he made me. That's the thing I can't stand. How, how you make me when I made your podcast, or our podcast, supposedly, but it really wasn't ours, as we found out. <laughs> then go to another one, create another thing that blows up bigger than that even was. That's the thing that got hot about me. Bitch, you ain't make me. Pauline Pope and Randy Crowder made me. I, I created myself. I do all this. So that's the one thing. And like, like Fred, there's a lot to get into about the lies. Anytime you want to talk about numbers, anytime you want to talk about contracts and what, show receipts. Don't just say this 25000 or... Maybe it was 250 or maybe 1.2 million. Show receipts. Mm -hmm. If you feel that way, there are some contracts that are done on paper. So if you really want to put numbers out there, we can show receipts. But don't act like you made a motherfucker. That's what pissed me off. Even that, you know, there are points where people actually sent me to show with Cam. I think Cam did a great job. I thought Cam was amazing. You know, he did a great job, back. by the way. But uh, when he talked about the things he paid for, he paid for everything. We was locked up in the middle of a pandemic. Nobody could travel. No hotels. What'd you pay for at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just everything he was saying on the interview was a lie. Uh, when I came in, I asked for paperwork for a year, you know, and I kind of let him drag me on. And then he said, the price yesterday's price isn't today's price. Because I've been asking you for a year for paperwork, but because of who I didn't know I was dealing with, I didn't know exactly who I was dealing with. I sort of misled myself into thinking, your face is clean. Whatever you want, bread, just say the word. That's what me and my homies would do. Mm -hmm. You know, I offered money. And then it was a year and a half later, he said, well, this is worth 500,000 and this valuation, which was insane. And I was in the room with Alicia and Anthony and everyone else when we was talking numbers. And then I'm like, well, you owe me X, Y, Z. He's like, no, the valuation is this. This is a guy who claims to be an entrepreneur, but he doesn't know the difference between equity and rev share. You know, and, and that's where he lost me. And I think at that point I had enough. I said, I'm out of here. I have done my best to stay out of it because I wasn't a part of the initial show. And when it starts and he gets to me, he says, I'm corny, which is fine. 
I don't necessarily know what that means. This ain't the first time I've been called corny by people, so it doesn't bother me. What I do know is when he wanted to be the second or third person to get a contract to do TV while he played, he came to the first one. And I had that conversation with him. And when we started and we got together, you know, I told y'all very early, I was like, look, you know, we still have a working relationship. Mo Wells, who's no longer with him because of some of the same bad business practices, was there. I was gonna go train the DBs. I said, so I would like to tell him. We were still working on our business end and out of respect for my new colleagues, my new friends, my new partners, my new teammates, I said, I'll tell him when it's time. When he got to that time, I called him, he didn't answer. Then I called back, left a message, news breaks, whatever, we finally speak. And when we spoke, like I was very candid with him. You haven't done anything to me, the business practices or what you have with my three new partners is the business practices you have with them. Right. Does our relationship need to change? You know, and he said, you know, I just need to gather my thoughts. I'm kind of taken back right now, whatever, whatever. I said, I understand that. This is a lot. No problem. And so from there, you know, he kind of tells me he's hurt and all those things. I said, I understand. I was like, look, I'm still supposed to come down and train the DBs, the House of Athlete. Do I need to find you somebody else? Because I don't want to leave those young men hanging. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it was the Super Bowl in L.A. Yep. You guys are splitting to go one way. I was heading back to another spot, so I was walking away, and uh, Alicia was close, and obviously at this point, she didn't really want to be face-to-face -face with him, but that was Alicia, and I understood that Alicia and he had whatever, but I didn't, mm -hmm. right? And so this was one of the lies he told on me. He said I walked by him. I ain't walking by no fucking body. I watched you dap him. But I, so I walk up to him and I look him in his eye and I shake his hand because to me, there's an opportunity to tell me we are no longer cool or we have a problem. Whatever it is, I'm comfortable with it, but I want to talk about it like a man because, man, we are grown adults with children. We can't walk around beefing. We can't walk around fighting. Let's walk around with an understanding of how we'll move around each other so everybody's respectful or at least everyone's aware. Walk up to him, shake his hand, I think everything's good. Mm -hmm. So for weeks, I'm on Zoom calls teaching these DBs. I don't have time for Zoom calls to not be getting paid for them, but with an understanding we had with him and the understanding I had with Mo, I do that. Then it's time for me to go down and train him, and he sends his assistant down, doesn't come down himself, doesn't call me to tell Mo that he doesn't want me in the building, which is fine, but I gave you that opportunity before. So now, You've let me know indirectly, passive-aggressively, that we have an issue. Cool. Even after that, man, every time he would say something about me or his new partners would say something about me, I'd take the high road because I'm winning. Right. He ain't talking about you if this sucks. Bingo. He ain't talking about you if this ain't good. It's hard to have to admit that it's phenomenal. It's hard to have to admit that this was my vision for what I was doing, but I'm not a good enough person to get it there. Drop the damn ball. And the thing is this, in my imperfection, I got grace for him. I said from the beginning, I think we both should have the opportunity to win. I think we both should have an opportunity to be individually great. You'll never be whole from that, from that situation. You'll never be whole. And, and he relied on Alicia. It wasn't 1.8. It was 1.6. I've actually seen it. How it's broken down. The paperwork, huh? I've seen the paperwork of how it's broken <laughs> it's down. Transparent. That, that if she gives up her rev share, 
what it takes to have a 13-time Emmy Award winner make your show a great show. Yep. I've seen the paperwork, right? I've seen the amount of times in litigation things have been pushed, things have been challenged, things have been brought down, and when she's just tried to make herself whole of what she spent, I know that two years later or a year later, he comes back and he finally gives y'all something. Like, I know those things. Mm. And I get it, but my point is this. Let it go. Let it go, because I don't want to talk. But that's the thing. He can't let it go. He need that. He need this circuit. People don't understand. Bad business is bad business. Again, where are your people? Like, where are your people at? Everybody that was there, where they at? You know, that's my question, bro. And I think, um, you know, I, I was in that room when he told Alicia she had 30% equity in the company. Like, and then turn around and say, well, I was confused. Like, cut the bullshit, man. You know, go start an OnlyFans. That's what you should do. Hey. You need some money, go start an hey, OnlyFans. Hey, hey, what's that meme, the Denzel thing? That brother's starving. Hey, that's what's what? going on. And another thing, too. I'm from wrong way. I'm leaving with something. <laughs> I'm leaving with something. <laughs> this motherfucker did not tell me to get my teeth done. That's the shit, man. Oh, me the most I, I, I did want to ask him about that. Because I was going to say, you took his advice, and now you're a 10, though. But how, how is it? <laughs> I am a 10. I appreciate you saying that. See, see how you, see how you like, slip up when you're being honest? Wait, now, you know what happens? <laughs> hey, hey, when it comes to outside forces, <laughs> I can behave this see way. How you slip up? <laughs> Dr. Amira Gunlier is my wife's real good friend. We all know Wale. Mm. That's the connection. I didn't have to go through that weird-looking motherfucker to get my teeth done, and I don't take advice from people like that because I've seen what happens when you give people advice. That was the funnest thing in the world. You gonna use my... I knew I had raptor possum teeth. <laughs> my wife's been no, wanting no. me... She's Wait. been wanting me to get rid of them raptor, damn... Raptor? You had and raptor possum. possum teeth? A little armadillo. A little armadillo And you was a dinosaur? <laughs> and what do they call, like, possums and raccoons? Rodents. Rodents. Oh, my God. I knew what it looked like. My, my wife's been telling me that for years to do it. That's the funny thing. You want leverage off a of motherfucker getting his teeth done? <laughs> that blows hey. my mind. That's what I'm saying. That's, it, when, it, that's when you're hey. starving. Hey, it did take you from a face for radio to a face for TV, though. <laughs> See, you being nice now. <laughs> I can shake that. You start believing your own lives. Hey, bro. man. It's ridiculous, and like, man. Uh, What's honestly funny, though, Freddie T, man? Like, you mentioned OnlyFans. Wow. Let's just say you was just, like, hanging out, you know, and your significant other, you find out she got an OnlyFans. Now... We also have to remember, this is Joe Smith's wife, who had a previous occupation mm -hmm. that wouldn't make having an OnlyFans surprising. And so they, but they have the interaction on video. Now, this is what I'm gonna say about the video, at least the initial video. One, Joe Smith is talking to the air at one point. Yeah. And she's videoing him. Then she turns around, they're having a conversation. Either Joe Smith is very Christian and doesn't curse, or he wasn't mad enough to curse because he was very controlled. Mm -hmm. And he continued to talk about this on video, which I wouldn't, mm -hmm. right? No. Once I realized you're videoing me, something got to stop. You hot. Either the conversation got, do you, I, I, oh, do you think, <laughs> do you think though, do you think she's supposed to tell him? Like if she's, if she's gonna have an OnlyFans, would you, or, or would you be okay with your, with your significant other having an OnlyFans? I would not be okay with my significant other having OnlyFans because of the fact that you should be putting that out to the world. That's mine. That's when we said, yes, I do, I do. Now that should be my material. It's one thing. 
the the modeling and all, because I always say it. We talk about the the uh, the, the nudity, the the naked beats and all that stuff. Like, there's models out there that wear a string over their nipples and a g-string, and you showing damn near everything. But when it's an actual porn, it's an actual action of sexual things with someone else. That's when it's kind of out of line to me. So I'm not saying it's okay. But to answer your first question, if you start a candy company, if you open an ice cream stand, I believe you should tell your significant other. If you do anything in business, especially if it's something that's going to embarrass knowingly, like, she couldn't be surprised that Joe was hot. Knowingly might be embarrassing to your significant other. You should let them know that. So any business, but, but especially that business. Freddie T, but you don't think her having experience as an adult film star... <laughs> as in a, what I do. No, I'm just thinking. I'm trying to find nice ways to put it because it is. That's uh, what it is. She confirmed yeah, that. Yeah, it's an adult yeah. woman and she's married. I'm trying to be respectful. Uh, and then an adult film star past makes it one of those things where she said, Joe, you knew who I was when you met me. And he said, he was like, that's who you were, though. That's supposed to stop. Right. You know what Too Short said when we was growing up. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You can't turn her into a housewife. I said last week, know your personnel. And I think Joe knew his personnel. You know, and I believe this whole thing, this whole thing seemed kind of scammish. But that's you what, I'm, what saying. I'm saying. It's, it's, it, I feel like it's like, to it's drive it, people to her they, OnlyFans. They, they, they in be martial mode. It's clout. They definitely, that's clout to drive traffic to her OnlyFans. And she said it. You know, I think in all of it, her demeaning attitude towards Joe, I don't sort of, I don't really like that. Because even on her interview with TMZ, she said, Joe knew who I was before we got married. So she confirmed it. She also said, he worked for me in the move, my moving company. You know, he don't match my hustle. You know, I'm trying to get it. I'm trying to take care of us, our house, this and that. That drives me to believe that uh, um, he knew about it the entire time. And they're doing whatever it takes to take Make care of themselves. She even said it. She also said, um, you know, in my past life, if I did whatever I needed to do to make sure I was financially That's okay, I'm going to do it now. Yep. I ain't got no problem with it. So I think this whole thing is kind of scamish. I think Joe knew. Yep. But again, even if he didn't, uh, is they got to figure out in their household, man, um, I'm locked out of my account. I, I'm just tripping. You're the OnlyFans too? Hell no, I'm tripping, bro. Freddie T. I'm Honestly, tripping, dog. Look, the, I am tripping. Based on this show, tripping, Freddie T, I'm your OnlyFans would probably go crazy. Like, nah, nah, you got nah, like nah, this nah, mysterious nah. thing. Nah, 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 nah. I'm talking about yeah, access I feel like, so I can I feel, see. And I just feel like what? Dwight Howard would spend big money on your <laughs> OnlyFans Hold on, bro. <laughs> he should run fast. I don't know if this, uh, <laughs> you funny, dog. I'm in a good mood. Love part of this conversation. Because Joe Smith, I read, he made like 80 M's playing, right? Something Joe, like Joe that. Smith was the first overall pick. He, I, uh, I saw 86 for sure, M's. Top three, maybe. I can't remember for sure. If, and I don't know his numbers. I don't like it. So I, saw, I like to count no man's pockets. If they blew 86 M's or whatever it was, and she is doing, like you're saying, whatever it takes to keep them living their lifestyles. Now, that was a big-ass house. I even said it. <laughs> I told I see the other day. It was months ago. 
he showed me a picture of his uh, goddaughter. Look cute girl. He, you know, he told me, hey, look at it. She was saying, ah, Bob, what you call you? Bobby. Bobby, Bobby. <laughs> he showing me the video. And I'm looking at the baby, but I saw the hallway behind her. <laughs> and that bitch went straight till it disappeared. <laughs> what the fuck is this? You in a library? <laughs> <laughs> so I say that to say, I'm looking at the house in the video, and I'm like, this is a night. They in a nice ass yeah. house. They living good. And if she's trying to upkeep that by any means necessary, I listen, I couldn't deal with it, but I can commend her for that. I think, one, it, it is, too, right? What goes on in someone's home is their business until they make it everyone else's business. Like, this isn't a conversation for the world if when he found out or when they're having that discussion or argument or whatever it is about him discovering her OnlyFans, it's not videoed. And then so once it's videoed, it now does bring in the scrutiny of the barbershop, the scrutiny of the conversation, the scrutiny of conversations had between man and wife or, or man and husband or wife and wife in different homes because, like, this is a real thing. And what happens is, like, it's like what you said, Dochan, it goes into other things. If you start a snowball stand, do you share it? If we're going to do this certain business, and it's, and it's all of these things, like, the thing I think, I think that's difficult is what you said, Freddie, is in thinking that it could be a scam. I don't think you ever want your marriage to be a scam. I don't Correct. think you ever want pieces of your relationship to be a scam because then it starts to draw into question like the integrity that we can show to one another, mm. right? Because we're all imperfect mm -hmm. and like everybody has their stuff. Some people's, some people's things are easier to get over than other people's things. Some people's things infringe on non-negotiables with their significant others, but we all have our stuff. And what happens is, as we grow and learn one another, we figure out what, pe what part of their stuff we can accept, mm -hmm. right? And Channing, you have a great saying, it's like, you gotta love the crumbs, because everybody has a crumb. You know, think about a bag of chips. Like, if you offer me Funyuns, I want you to offer me the Funyuns early so I can get a whole one. The, the, the real, the I want a stuff. real ring, right? Because when we get to the bottom, it's like, it's the crack ones and the crumbs, but like, the bottom of that bag sometimes can be really tasty, right? And so if you can figure out if your significant other, like, they bullshit, mm -hmm. if it works for you and you can live with it, but, like, the hard part, and, like, I'm guilty of this myself, is, like, you don't even love your crumbs. Mm. Like, you're embarrassed about what's at the bottom of your bag. Yeah. And, like, when you're embarrassed about what's at the bottom of your bag, like, how can I share it with you? How can I give it to you? How can I feel like I can... I could say, here is truly who I am and expect you not to reject me, respect you to still love me, respect, expect you to still accept me when I can't damn accept myself. Or I've been told that this piece of me for so long is not only not what you wanted, it's unacceptable for everybody, but I want you and I want this and this is how we gotta do it. Mm -hmm. You know, and so like for her, like I don't, I don't know how real it is, like I don't know what the situation is, but it is like one of those things how many conversations have we had about money? How many conversations have we had about our struggles? Yep. And if in those conversations you're imploring me to go be the man of the house and I refuse to, then I can't be mad at you mm -hmm. for deciding to do what's within your skill set. And it's, it sucks that that's a part of her skill set, but you knew this was a part of her skill set when you met her. Correct. I think some people are infatuated by this, this ideology of marriage. And, and, and having that title. Marriage is the Super Bowl of relationships, right? 
You win some, you lose some. You get out there, think you're ready to play, get your ass kicked. Denver and San Francisco back in the day. They <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Wright with a 200. In, in Miami. <laughs> yeah, I remember, I remember that. I don't know, man. I, I hope Joe is good in all of this. Because if, if whatever the case is, if she says, right, it's just our financial struggles, you know, you hate to see anybody that have made the sort of money that Joe made. However many millions anybody can make, I never want to see anybody even be. Because, you know, really going back to that real quick, that's why I deferred everything back. Like, I could have said, you know what, since you want to be that way, I'll snatch all these uh, old uh, episodes down because you didn't have the right to use my name, image, or likeness. But I was like, I'm going to give you one. I'll take this little check that I, I don't need it. I probably lost that in the casino out somewhere. <laughs> but I let, him keep, I let him keep the episodes up. So now I'm doing you a solid. But, uh, you know, I hate to see anybody really um, doing real bad um, but if you wrong somebody, you figure out a right way to make it right. And this is for B still. Uh, as pissed off as I am at you, bruh, for lying, uh, I still give you grace. I hope you can bounce back. But uh, in the meantime, I gotta tell the people the truth, because you're full of shit. <laughs> Let me get back to the crumb thing, as I thought about something. To appreciate somebody's crumbs, you gotta know them. And know your own. That's why I hate this thing. It might have been uh, Ocho and um, Shannon. Uh, talking about he don't want to have no his woman had fart or not know she going number two and all that. That's the <laughs> dumbest thing in the world. If you get with a woman that ain't heard a fart and don't think she shits, what are you talking about? That's the dumbest thing in the world. I want to see a, you have the flu. I want to see you get the shingles. <laughs> I want, like, you, that's how you, you get, get to the learn chicken pox. Yeah, I want to, do you have a chicken pox? Because you're going to get the shingles when you're 50. Like, that's the thing. The dumbest thing in the world is, like, people don't, they don't want to see the crumbs and they act like they're not there. That's what I think people do in relationships. No, don't show me. Uh, I don't want to see it. It's something, you know what? It's actually something I did. And it's not the crumbs of it, but, like, trying to hide the financials from your significant other and things like that. Like, if you really love that person, y'all going to last forever, you got to, it got to all be open. The crumbs, the, the, the financial side, the businesses, that's what I'm talking about that. If y'all really love each other, y'all really gonna make this work, that shouldn't, that shouldn't be secrets behind anything with that. And the crumbs are the worst thing. That's what you gotta love. I love the big, the big Funyuns. They're excellent. But those little, the little bags at the bottom, I have to know they're there and don't act in relationships. Scoop the most. In relationships, don't act like that damn orange powder's not at the bottom of that Cheeto bag. That one's powder's down. If you acting like it's not there, you ass gonna be mad when you find out that she got IBS <laughs> and, she, <laughs> and she might, you know what I'm saying? Like you find so, out about this IBS. Like, hey, so you go every morning? <laughs> hey, hey, you like, got, hey, two years in, so every morning you poop. So, hey, so, you be the drove off one morning, she think you going to work, but you forget something. Yeah. You come back, she really getting loose. With oh, the, so with that's the, what you do. With the door open. Yeah. <laughs> ah. No, dummy, these dumb men out here. Y'all just went to dinner the night before. <laughs> Y'all went to lunch the day before. Y'all ate breakfast. So where is this food going, <laughs> son? <laughs> you think this girl don't take a shit? That's crazy. Hey, but I think it's a respect thing. I asked my youngest, you know, she had a, her first little boyfriend. And I was like, you know, babe. You gonna call the man little? Her He's first... five, six. And that was So a... you gonna call him first little boyfriend? Well, there, I'm 44, he's 18. <sighs> That's dismissive, ain't Fred, it? No, no. And he's little. <laughs> I love him. Can we I'm not talking with him, man. Oh, <laughs> and so I asked, though, hey, 
Hey, so we I met asked, him here last time, yeah, right? Yeah. So yeah. I asked though, like, you know, y'all was together, like, would you poop? Would you fart? Not at first. Why? Don't get me wrong now, too, though. Don't be cranking them up and ripping it. Like, don't be. <laughs> like, like, don't make it a game. You know what I'm saying? Like, respect me a little bit. Like, hey, try to. What, <laughs> you know, what, what about that just dozed off slip out, though? That, that happens. You know, you roll over, y'all together, and then you, you just relax, and you get that little. You get loose. You get Do light. you say sorry? You say excuse me. You say excuse and me. And you just go to sleep. Oh, I thought you act like you ain't heard it. Oh, no, he's always saying, like, is she though? Go open the blinds up, look out. No, but she though, I feel like that. What's outside? Hey, I feel like, though, if that happens, it's just a great moment to, like, let her know it's okay. Like, you laugh, you make a joke about it being funky, and, mm -hmm. like, you move on with your life. But you got to kick up the bottom of the covers. Don't yeah. open the top first. That's that stove. Kick up the bottom of the covers, yeah. But since we're talking about, we're talking about basketball and relationships, marriages, let's pivot to the Pippins and the Jordans. I want to ask y'all what y'all think about that. I'm going to say this. One, if Marcus Jordan and Larsa Pippen are in a true loving relationship, if that is Jordan Clark, I want to be a part of it. I would hope that if he truly feels this way about this woman, no matter who she was married to before him, that he'd want me to be involved. I would be honored to be Jordan's um, best man. But I'm not going to be because there's a Clark man that everybody loves more to me that Jordan is going to be and you would probably pick him over me as well. So, My so, dad is going to be Jordan's best yes, man. Yes. Right. So that part and also the last name part of it. So they said, though, it would be Jordan. It wouldn't be Pippin Jordan. But I think it should be Pippin Jordan, right? Because we thought they was going to only get six rings. Huh. They finna get seven rings together, <laughs> right? And on top of that, we thought we just had the last dance in the dynasty now we got forever with Pippin and Jordan. I see what you did with like, that. Don't you and like? They got a last dance, and, or the first dance. Then they gonna get a the first dance. dance. Oh, and wow. so I think, I think hyphenating it would be monumental. And like, could you just imagine? And very you, disrespectful. But think about this though. Why? Think if about this though. Do you, know do you know the difference? Do you know the the mind f it would be? Let's say you a hostess, right? You a hostess at Komodo, and you look at the reservations list, and it say Pippin Jordan. Wait, both of them you coming. mean Mike and Scotty finna come eat? Wait, you know, I heard I'd be when Larsa and Marcus walk <laughs> in the way. Would... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now that's disrespectful. I, 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 I just be so mad. From here, like you were saying, I understand the love. I understand the love, and if love's there, like I always say, I love love. Love, love. I would question the intent of Larsa with all the men in this world, just everybody in this world, knowing knowing how much, no, we watched the last day you brought up, knowing the Mike and Scotty situation, knowing how much she dislikes Scotty and their problems, and finding a son of that, like, it's too close for me. I don't know if it's love, it's love, but it, that is, that's very close for finding the intent of what this is. If Keisha can say, you knew who I was before we got married, why can't Larsa say it? Okay. She didn't walk up to Marcus and he say, hey, what, what are you, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, right, ballerina? You What's your name, man? No, are but if he, if he wants to go forward, that's it's right. already laid out. But the intentions a... of having that, and you talk, you, right back to the, re the, real, the realism or the, the, what it is with Joe and his wife, is that intentional to get attention? We know that Larsa is a reality star, right? She has shows and all. This is very advantageous to have a show. 
They already have a podcast. They already have a podcast. And now this marriage, this wedding is about to be videoed and shown to the world. This marriage though, is about to be videoed. Like, it seems though, very businessy yeah, and, to have this and I connection. Think though, I think, though, you also have to, like, just recognize, like, the real human pieces of this is I've lived a certain way my entire adult life because of my relationship with Scottie Pippen. Scottie Pippen made a certain amount of money. There was a certain amount of cachet that came along with being with him. Now, she's dated other celebrities, other basketball players, all of those things, but just as in any other relationship, like, sometimes they don't work out. Sometimes those men come into it, like you said, Freddie T, I know who you are. Mm -hmm. So this is only going to be this. And we've all had those relationships before. Like, this got a cap on it, mm -hmm. right? This has the expiration date. Right? The ceiling, as Michael Jordan would say, the ceiling is not the roof mm -hmm. with yeah. this relationship. Yeah. Right? And so when you have those, so now you're you're bouncing around, you're dating different men, this and this, but I think she's, what, 49, maybe he's like right. 32 or something like mm -hmm. that. And now you do have this young dude who has cachet, who has the ability to, to, to have a certain level of money, and it's like, there's that comfort that you've always had, and he seems to actually be taking you seriously, and he don't have on Gucci flip-flops. You see what I'm saying? And so when you look at that, now it's like, oh, I'm here, like, at least in this one, I may be here for the love and the rest of it that's made me fall. Like, I think the thing that's, that's like, when I look at dude, when he's talking, like, the mother effer look happy. Happy. And I'm gonna so be honest, bro, like, no matter how you get to that, like, if that's the woman you want to be with, if she make you feel like that, then be that and do that and keep ignoring what everybody else knows about her, what everybody else said about her. Like, I couldn't be that. But that ain't for me. I ain't got to do it. That's and that's why I can't judge it. I think the, the, the thing is, too, man, it's like, when do you start to realize people are treating y'all as caricatures and not people? That when a question is asked, well, what's the last name going to be? You don't ask everybody what's the last name going to be, right? There's, there's always a reason behind that. When you ask that question, somebody's being played, right? A situation of, let's say, you know, Lil Chan or Jordan marry some famous woman, and they ask them, well, what's the last name going to be? Why are they asking that? Because they're saying that these two men don't deserve to give you their last name, and you shouldn't take it. Somebody's yeah. always being played. And so then this is no disrespect to Pablo Torre, because he's doing his job. Right. But, like, you start to have these conversations, and I think, like, for me, what happens if I want to, if I go home one day and say, you know what? Like, I don't want it. I want this to be in the press. Right? I, I want this private life with you. And, too, now think about it. How about this? What if Marcus Jordan it. likes that? If he likes the, the what attention. What if he likes the they attention? Because nobody, hey, because you couldn't really hoop like that. And Look, your daddy, nobody talks about somebody it. Somebody had I to make know, a phone call. But I didn't somebody know. called whatever publication, the original publication, whether it's yeah. the Post, TMZ, somebody wanted this to be out to the public. Yeah. Because the engagement, the, the whole, whole thing about marriage or being married soon or whatever, they had to get it out. You know, and then that comes with the question. They had to step up and, and set up the camera and get in front of the phones or whatever. So, obviously, they don't give a damn about what none of us think. And I think they're going to embrace it. To your, to your question, there's never going to be a time when they say, no, let's just move out to Montana somewhere and live on a ranch. That's not the lifestyle that she has and has had for years, to your point. And to, with Marcus, that's Jordan's boy. He's been Jordan's boy his whole life. He played basketball. Now, and I'm no disrespect. I, he seemed like a great dude. But that's Michael Jordan's son. Now he's kind of stepping away, and it's, I don't say upsetting his dad. Obviously, dad said he wanted to be his best man. But 
Now he's more than just Jordan's boy. So I don't know if it's advantageous for everybody, but to say to say that they're what ever going to step away what he's from the now spotlight? Is, what he's now is much worse than Jordan's boy. Hmm. Being Michael Jordan's son is not a bad thing. And, 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 here, and here is why it's not. Because we knew when you came out the womb, the possibilities of you being more successful, more talented, more popular than your Paul was 0. 0.00001. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. That level of expectation is insurmountable. Like, I don't know, I don't know anybody. There's one, here's the thing, there's not many people that great, right? No. It'd be like, like Charlie, Charlie Woods, right? Who seems like he's gonna be a great golfer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be like, man, is he gonna be better than Tiger? You see what I'm saying? And he might be, but you know, so. That's, that's gonna be hard. Right, so I, don't, so I think that part's hard, but now it's like, he still ain't Marcus Jordan. Jordan, he's attached to Larser Pippen. I don't think it's for him it's about that but like can you imagine like think about like crushes right like when you young and you watch the tv and, and like you see these like women on the movies and you're like oh my gosh like if I could meet this woman or oh you know you 17 Lisa whatever turtle. Lisa turtle saved by the bell Lark Voorhees Kelly and that nobody worry about Kelly nobody and Jesse Kelly Jesse Kelly Kapowski Jesse Jesse Spano Lisa turtle they had to give her a funny last name because they knew she's still a show <laughs> Screech running by. There ain't no way, Screech. <laughs> Screech ain't getting Lisa. Rest your soul, Screech. I, I you know was hot about that. Right, but so, like, for him, right, you've had this, this picture of, of what this woman could be, what this would be like, you know? I'm sure she was bad back in the day or whatever it is when she was at, like, his birthday parties bringing her kids to his birthday party. And now it's like, man, like, she wants me. You know what I mean? So, like, all of those things, I think, come into play, bro. Like, we just don't know how they affect, like, your feelings or whatever, but I just think, you know, you hope that for him, like, that smile is genuine. Because if it is, man, and he's that happy, bro, like, God bless him. Because that's, that's like, people, much as we say it, man, like, we are, mil- we are meant for companionship. And people search their whole life to find, like, a true companion. And you don't never really know when that is or when it's going to happen, where it's going to come from. If he got it like that, man, God bless him. Well, fellas, we are back, and it's time for our week nine picks. Cleveland is playing such great defense. Now they got their guy back. I'm expecting them to be a winner this week. Kansas City, Miami, over in Germany. But I'm telling y'all, Miami's the real deal this year. I got Miami. I got a great matchup. Buffalo, Cincy, one thing. Let's go, Buffalo. (laughs) Hey, you have our picks. Make sure you make yours on DraftKings. I do want to get to sports. Bro, Tag got a job. AP yes. is now the new interim head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. Mm-hmm. One, AP got nine lives, man. People just love Tad. Like, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> a bad man. He's a bad man. And I'm so excited for him. He's coaching his first game against the New York Giants, the team he's a pro bowler for, the team he uh, won a Super Bowl with, you know. And me and Chan were riding over Freddie T, and we started talking about, okay, what is this for him? Is this truly an interview? Is this truly an opportunity to get a job? Or is it like, hey, just go do this to the end of the season? Because if we remember, you take it back, the interim head coach that took over for John Gruden did an amazing job, mm-hmm. right? You get that team to the playoffs in the midst of the Henry Ruggs mm-hmm. saga. Right, that's when Derek Carr steps up as a leader, but they wanted something bigger. They wanted something better. They wanted Josh McDaniels. It seems that AP is the people's choice. 
like the, the dogs, like Max Crosby said it yesterday, mm -hmm. like he already said, man, he was born a Raider. He from Compton. He already said he want to match my energy. Like that's so much different than what you get from that Josh McDaniels, Bill Belichick, and part of the system, part of the tree, all that. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's the thing with AP. I, my, that's my question about AP. Is this a real interview for Big Bruh, or is this something to make the make the guys happy for a little bit? Because he's very relatable. Anybody know AP? AP cool as hell. Yep. AP cool as hell. But he he has earned his respect in coaching too. Right. But what is this really for our boy? And that would be my question. Are they actively right now looking for somebody to replace Josh McDaniels and just letting, letting bruh, hey, get in there, keep the guys together in the locker room as long as you can? You know, I don't think they said it in that manner. But for coach, uh, now coach, interim coach Antonio Pierce, I think it's an opportunity. You know, it's an opportunity where the results are going to speak. Uh, but being that they respect him and they love his demeanor and, and the guys, the team embraces him, uh, I think that's a, a plus on his resume whenever the, the real natural interviews take place at the end of the season. And uh, I think Mark Davis has been fair in his assessment and bring, trying to bring in coaches and change that organization around. Um, I tweeted, uh, not tweeted, but I texted in our group chat, Coach McDaniels might be the worst coach in the NFL. He did say that. And he's actually shown it from statistically from his you his go resume. Denver, you go Denver to Las yeah, Vegas. from his resume yeah, that two way. Failures. You know, I'm not sure if it's fair that uh, Dave was supposed to catch the brunt of that. You know, but they do question the moves. But I think at the very end of the day, the Raiders have been the uh, probably the most disappointing team since he got there from a roster standpoint, right? For what they have. From what they, what have, they have compared to what they've You done. saw what they brought in, Josh yeah. Jacob, when they had uh, brought Tay in, you know, when, when Derek Carr was there, Waller, Max Crosby and them. Yeah. Uh, like what they brought over uh, from the DN from um, Chandler. 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 Yeah. You know, I'm like, okay, the Raiders, they about to make some moves. And then last year was disappointing. I think it was 6 and 11. And then this year, they can't get it's out the of their own way. They, you know what I'm saying? So I think uh, it might be fair that. Um, Dave is out as well, but again, I knew for certain that Josh probably wasn't going to make it through the season, uh, but I'm rooting for AP. AP Josh, is certainly worthy of Josh it. Josh is about to run right back to New England yep. with his father, Bill Belichick. Because some people can't micromanage. Yeah, I'll be honest, He's good though, at what he but, does. But that's the other part, though, is, too. Micromanaging doesn't work for everybody. I think, and this is, this is my opinion, one, um, you know, because I wanted to make sure Rich Basaccia was the the special teams coordinator who took over for John Gruden, who got that team to the playoffs, right? You get rid of him, you bring in Josh McDaniels. I think the thing Mark Davis has to think of is maybe I got to be, or I have to work with someone who can predict the next, not retread. Because you go get John Gruden, you give him $100 million because you, of what you knew about him. You go get Josh McDaniels because of what you think you knew about him. Now, can you sit down with someone and say, what can I learn about you that tells me who you're going to be? Right? That's the coach the Raiders need, which I think is part of AP being there. It's the new wave. Kyle Shanahan, balling. McVay got him a Super Bowl in L.A. Well, McDaniels right now in Miami, what he's doing. Yep. Them, this these young guys, that the up-and-comers, up not these old what, I, what he's done for me yep. 10 years ago, oh, he knows how to win a Super Bowl. You don't think some of these young dudes been in systems that know how to win a Super Bowl and can do it better? Yeah, and it can't be guys. too, though. It can't be like, because so-and-so thinks you're something, I believe you're something. It has to be like, I learn who you are. I spend time with you. Right. And also, I think hiring AP 
if he's officially the head coach going into next season, it helps them balance the books because I think he owes between Josh and, and Dave, I think he's in the book somewhere like $90 million mm. that he still owe out to them. So if you bring in AP, you get an opportunity to sort of balance that out on average, you know. So for me, man, it's like AP, I want him to do a great job. I want him to kill it. I want him to show the world. I think the same thing I felt Mike T showed the world, the same thing I feel Mike McDaniel shows the world. It's like, it's different ways to lead, right? Like I was with Antonio Pierce, man, in Washington. And like, he was my first friend. You know, the first person to invite me to his house. The first person to let me meet his family. You know, Robert Royal was my cousin, so that's how I met AP. And like, that sort of leadership is different. When you go back home with him to LA, and he with his homeboys, they call the Rascals, right? That was like their high school names. Like, you could see the way he brings people in, the way he makes people feel loved, the way he makes people feel seen, feel heard, and you want to be a part of that. And I think that's what he's brought there. He said, look, I'm a former player. I understand how to relate to players, and I want them, and he should have said pause. He's like, I want them to feel me, you know, and I'm going to feel them. Hmm. Yeah, I know. But my point is that it's like, okay, this is going to be about us. Yeah. It's not my way or the highway. It's not one way is the only way. It's our way is the way we try to go play. And, you know, I text with uh, Devontae, and, you know, he said, like, this is what we wanted. You know, like, this is what the team wanted. This is what we thought was best. And so I'm excited for him. I think the only thing that I'd finish with, though, and this is just my last question to both of you, what's James Harden's legacy? Oof. He's now in L.A. He forced the trade to the Clippers out of Philadelphia where they were supposed to be trusting the process. You got an opportunity to go to Brooklyn with Kyrie and KD with injuries and all those things. That doesn't work. You become one of the most prolific scorers that has ever lived in Houston. But in order to get to Houston and become that, you had to leave KD and Russ, which could have been a, a bigger big three or a big three that resembled Golden State, especially they were, they were more talented than that group. What do you think James Harden's legacy is now? He has an opportunity to finish the script, like finish the book, finish his ending. But I think until then, he's just a former scoring champ MVP. One of the most prolific ISO scorers I've watched in my life, honestly. Hall of Fame and championships and all that. That man can get the, the ball in the bucket. But he wasn't with all this teaming up stuff. He wasn't with all this big three, these super teams. He's, he wasn't... James might now be chasing the championship. James wasn't chasing no championship. James wanted money, and he wanted to have a good time. Did he get in his own way with those approaches if he is looked upon not winning a championship? But the man can play basketball, and I think that's what a lot of people forget about James Harden. Like, he, whatever you want to say about it, he'd be in the strip club, I know. But that man's a hell of a basketball player. Yeah, I think the thing for me is, you know, like, we all talk and we all put ourselves in certain positions is that he he was, and still is, such a talented offensive basketball player. Like, he really is. And it's when you start to make these moves and these moves don't work, it's when do people start feeling like you're the problem, right? Why doesn't it work in Brooklyn? Why does Houston never quite get over? What happens in the playoffs in the game sevens when you can put the, basket, the basketball in the basket better than anybody in the world, but now you can't today? Oh, and you can't this day. Or we got game six and game seven against Boston. All we got to do is win one with Joel Embiid. And when he's not quite Joel Embiid, you can't be James Harden. 
everybody's saying we need Tyrese Maxey. Now you're over there with Kawhi and Russ and Paul, which six years ago, I'd have told you give him the ring now. Mm-hmm. Now they got to work for it with that group. And so it will be interesting to see. One thing he can do is fluctuate his weight, though. I'd be impressed. He can lose 40 pounds overnight. He does look smaller. He, Very it, quickly when he gets to new places. Big and skinny. That's one thing. You do. I don't know. He should get an Isogenics. Is that still around? Some kind of endorsement. Cause that man lose 50 pounds in 14 get, hours. Get that huh? He don't need no endorsement. <laughs> he he just need money. to come back and, and play how he know, how we know or think he can play. Well, and I think it'll be and fun. I think this is like how I'll end the show. Um, what I heard recently was, Showtime ain't no neither one of y'all. Pretty damn cool tonight. We doing a show with all the smoke that we getting paid for. Hey, y'all. Petty pivot. So, somebody told me to get a BBL. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm headed there now. I'll holler at y'all. <laughs> Hold up. Limitless. Take a semi-cap pin in it. I thought they here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. Uh, on the mission, get me up. Uh, knowing me, I got the key. Uh, on the vision, I can trust. Uh, trust. Uh, limitless. Niggas send me cap in it. I find they here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. <laughs>